The Fontenelle Final Bell Podcast is presented by Fontenelle Hybrids. The solutions you need, the relationships you trust. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network, broadcasting today from the Nebraska Soybean Board Studio, which is brought to you by Nebraska Soybean Farmers and their checkoff. And P.J. Conrad joins us with Tradas. We'll have some happy soybean farmers here in just a moment as we look at these markets. A nice rebound today. You know, we started off this week in such a negative territory and see some double-digit gains in the beans, green for the corn and the wheat. It's nice to have some good news as we get ready to wrap up this week. Back on track, you know, uh, what, start the week, Sunday night, we were kind of on fire there and then sold off uh, throughout the week here coming into Thursday. We got a little positivity back, especially on the corn side, bouncing off some some technical moves to where we were prior to breaking out of 454. We went back down there and tested that and bounced off it. So same with beans, a lot of uh, pie chart support there that helped us re- rebound today and go into Friday. We got July option expiration tomorrow, so... You know, you kind of look at that and think maybe we're seeing some of the sell-off due to some of that, just funds moving money around before here. And we also got into the month a week away, and obviously the the ever-exciting seedings report comes on the 28th, and we'll see what that brings. But I tell you what, we'll take the prices when they're here, and as disappointing as exports were today, especially on the corn side of things, it, it leaves you scratching your head, have we found a way to curb at least export demand here in the short term with the prices so many different things that we need to look at and i want to kind of jump back to the planting side of it because we're at to the point now that if you don't have the crop in the ground they're flying it on out east according to twitter so you know you go to ohio they say they're uh they're taking a plane and flying soybeans on so i don't know what that yields but it can't be a great situation but yeah you're exactly right i don't think there's any chance i mean very slim chance unless you're a cattle operation or you know you're going to cattle operation that you're going to plant corn at this point and you know, that 91% or 92% on Monday, you know, what's that 92% of? Well, it's 92% of what's uh, supposed to be planted. I mean, I, you know, what's the acre number? I don't know. And you go, you think about next Friday, and, and we'll get some clarity. Well, we'll get clarity for what the reports are going to go off of, but that doesn't mean we're getting clarity for what actually is planted out there. You know, for every year we've had, this one seems to have the most unknowns for being June 20th, and that's what's, I guess, scary you, you know, someone asked me a day, how, you, how are you bearish? What can you be bearish about today? I think demand is one thing. I also think how everyone's so bullish. It seems like, you know, we get one side of the boat, we end up rocking it too hard. So I'm not saying I'm bearish or I'm bullish, but at the end of the day, there's a lot of different factors out there, but there's probably too, unknown, too many unknowns to think we're going to sell off hard. Um, but it does create volatility, which creates opportunity. To get those exact numbers is where we're at on Prevent Plan. I know the FSA in Nebraska is now giving producers till July 15th to say what they got planted and what they didn't. This is true, yeah. I mean, this is crazy, though, is we come out with this report at the end of June, and, and typically into June we know what's planted and what's not. This is a year that we're going to remember and look back on the history books. So it'll be fun to say we went through it and made it through it, hopefully. But at the end of the day... A lot of those numbers won't be probably out until August, September reports, and we'll get a lot clearer, you know, function at that point. But that's just nuts to think that any kind of weather scare between now and August is going to be vindictive of what the acres are. And then we're trying to factor yield, and you got USDA at 166, Iowa State at 135, and everybody else somewhere in the middle, it seems to be. And so, like I said, I mean, I just, you know, 
It feels like we found good support. Could we go back to four thirty? We sure could. Could we go back to four bucks? I don't know. Could we go to six? I don't know either. I mean, there's so many different factors, but it does. You know, you go out east in central Indiana, and there are roughly eighty cents better basis than what they typically are for this time of year. So that's at least a red flag that producers out there didn't get as much plant as they wanted. They're holding their old, old crop to fulfill new crop needs, or they're slamming the bin door shut, saying. I know X amount of acres in my area aren't planted. And I'm not selling it for $5 cash, which is give or take where they're at. So these ag-based meteorologists that we see on social media that already have a strong following, I think between now and September, every time they tweet something, it's going to be, what's next? Oh, for sure. And I, and I got my favorite, but I, I don't need to list him. But no, they do a good job. All of them really do. They're, they're trying to provide value to everybody and i think you look ahead and nobody can predict the weather what they say the weatherman uh, is out there to make uh, commodity marketers look good so they, <laughs> they they make uh they have the harder job than we do you know it's impossible to to know where the market's going but the weather changes on the split on a dime here so it looks like from what you hear it's going to remain wet maybe cooler but has it not the entire year felt like we are a month behind the actual calendar date? I mean, it feels more, and, and today's finally a summer day in Nebraska, but yesterday felt like a May 19th day, not a June 19th day. And right. so we're a lot of growing degree units behind. And the only thing we need is, is heat and sunshine. It looks like we're going to get that. But not as fast as many would like to see happen. No, and, and that's the, the million-dollar question. If we stay a month behind, can September be hot and dry, typically like August is? I mean, that's... This is the tug of war that's going to happen the next four months. And I was telling a guy today, I said, you know what? I'd much rather be calling you today, expert, you know, heavily sold, saying corn's at 470 than trying to, or four upper 460s, than trying to figure out how we're going to make money at 360 corn because had it dried out, we'd be there or lower today. Well, we're waiting for those custom harvesters to get going too. We know that Oklahoma, Kansas, they're ready to get this weed out of the ground. Yeah, for the last by three weeks, right? I mean, that's. Yeah. <laughs> And what a frustrating deal. I think that probably factors into it. You know, feed wheat is, the quality has to be lower off these rains. Feed wheat's probably going to be more important this year if corn prices stay high. And that's going to be the everlasting question is what happens down there. But definitely ready to go. I mean, at least wheat was up today, but it's really had a hard time after its initial rally getting any legs behind it. And then, uh, I don't want to get into politics, but we got Iran shooting down a U.S. drone, and and that's what makes this fun. Is we are in a very interesting situation where anything politically could happen. A deal with China, a war with Iran, you name it, we're here. We're here for the party. So very much so. Whoever thought that ag markets would be that tied to politics? Stick around. We've got more coming up. We'll take a look at the happenings on the livestock side as well as get PJ's thoughts. We've been asking everybody all week while getting those feedstocks in place before fall. It's the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield as PJ Conrad joins us. Switch gears. Let's look at the livestock side. Cattle trade, it continues to see some erosion today. You know, I thought maybe we had gotten over that hump when we saw some decent numbers earlier this week. You know, I think we all hope so. Uh, Hogs obviously had a tough, tough day as well. I think just the whole meat complex has kind of been under pressure, and it seems like the flip between grains going higher and meats going lower have some sort of correlation this year anyway. So it's been frustrating, no doubt. Now, that being said, we've kind of hung in the at least this June board in that 108-type area on and off. So 
dramatically frustrating. You, know, you hope for a rally back, and I, I think at some point you see one, but it's a matter of when you when this thing decides it wants to turn and the fundamentals are what are going to push it higher. Now you look at it, we spent a lot of time on, say, the August contract on fat cattle. You, you can make a run back to 108. We closed at 104 today. If we could break out of that, there's took the we took the uh, escalator down for sure or, or the elevator down so on a way back up if we can break through that 108 109 type level you probably got a decent chance of getting back to 114 to 116 so you hope for positivity but i guess uh, if you're a, a livestock guy just keep your head in the ground here for a little bit and and know that just like grains a month ago we were at 365 and now we're at 460 so just as fast as that can turn and and keep positivity out there too so can we blame the higher corn on the lower feeder cattle today? It sure seems that way. I mean, I, <clears throat> they say there's a correlation there. There's times you see it and there's times you don't. But it definitely looks like if you put a corn chart over the top of a, a cattle chart right now, you'd see opposite moves. So there must be some correlation going on. Um, <clears throat> moving forward, at the end of the day, it's a supply and demand number. And I think China's going to have to step in. They didn't buy any pork this week. That being said, who knows? They might be back in the market next week. And also with you know Trump and President Xi meeting next week, maybe we get something done. We don't know how bad their situation is because they haven't told us. And so there's rumors what they're killing dairy cows over there for the meat. And at what point does all this come to head that they have to buy U.S. meat in a big way? If they're buying it today, it's not from the U.S., though swallow some crow maybe because you yeah. got to feed your people <laughs> eventually you'd think so you know they're not necessarily north korea that will starve them so you know the chinese they're gonna they want to keep things going and they're trying to be uh, as diplomatic as they can i think on both sides i think everyone wants to see a deal done but there's a few sticking points going on there uh, you know beans have seen some nice upside this week to bring it back you talk china trade i question i guess moving forward is how much does china need the soybeans and it still becomes a who's the cheapest game in town moving forward in South America can offer both corn and beans a lot cheaper than we can today. And we have our own issues internally that we need to take care of before we really take care of the export market. We have a cattle on feed report that comes out tomorrow. Do you have any uh, early thoughts on what those numbers might say? I don't, but I'm praying for a bullish one, Susan. We could sure use it across the board to give everyone some uh, positivity going into the weekend. Well, looking at that, um, and then speaking of cattle on feed makes me think of hogs, makes me think of lambs and poultry, what do we as producers need to be doing now to get those marketing prices for grains locked in? Because we know what the talk is. It's going to be tough come fall. It is. I mean, I would to be a buyer in those shoes, you almost have to look now. It's like last week, I have Central Nebraska-type offers of grain are about 10, 15 cents higher this week than they were last week from a basis standpoint. So I think if you're a, a cattle feeder, any kind of feeder, you're looking and saying, what makes sense for my operation and what can I stomach to own this grain at and so whether that's a financial hedge using the board of trade or if that's just going out and buying it from your from a producer today that's something you gotta make the decision but i think across the board guys are not wanting to sell grain for the most part right now because they know or are they what they see and especially in pockets you get in the central part of the state where we've had maybe more flooding than other areas those bin doors are shut a lot tighter because they think this thing has a lot more legs to move to five I don't know if it does or doesn't. That's that's the million-dollar question. And like we said about grains, there's a lot of things that can't happen, a lot of unknowns. But I think from a cattle and hog and poultry operation, you got to look and say, what can I stomach to buy this at? 
and understand your risk parameters of what that looks like instead of hoping and praying. It's no different than if you're an ethanol plant or you're an elevator. you got to look and say, what's my replacement cost of this if I can't buy it today? So are we seeing less cattle going into the feedlots right now because we've got such a good grass supply? Yeah, I mean, there is a great, obviously, great grass, grass supply out there. So you're probably seeing less hit there. And they changed today the feeding or the haying and grazing period for prevent plants. So if you planted any kind of cover crop for your prevent plant ground, you can now touch that in September 1st instead of November 1st. So that'll be another large amount of grass or you know hay type stuff coming off come September 1st versus November 1st thing. All right, sounds good. What's the best way to get a hold of you, PJ? You can call us at 402-858-7529 or find us on any social media platform at GoTradeUs and GoTradeUs.com. All right, thanks so much. We're broadcasting today from the Nebraska Soybean Board Studio, which is brought to you by the Nebraska Soybean Farmers and their checkoff. And, of course, thanks to Fontenelle and all the local dealers on the World Radio Network. You're listening to the Rural Radio Network.